we are recording. Okay, so this intro is for specific people. To the people who play fantasy football in week 17, stop it! There is no point. Half the NFL players are not playing. You don't need to be playing either, all right? But if you do play, whatever, we, we don't like it, but if you do play, we will still be here for you. We're here to win you guys' championships. So if you play, if that's when your championship is, we're here to help you. We'll be here all off season, just entertaining you, talking about football, talking about fantasy. So just stick with us. It's going to be a lot of fun. What's good? It's your boy, Big Gain, your host, JJ, and this is the Fantasy Daydreamers Podcast. With me, as always, I have producer Ian. Can we add experience? Can we say podcast experience? (laughs) I kind of want to do that. Yeah, we can. I like it. (laughs) And this is the Fantasy Daydreamers Podcast experience. Experience. With me, we have... Keone as well. Oh, hi there. Oh, yay. I'm, yeah, I'm here. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, or is it, oh, no. I don't know. Um, today... Well, okay. I'd like to think it's not, oh, no. No. But... Oh, no. So, uh, today we have some news. We're going to be going over some of your guys' questions, and then we're going to have a start bench cut segment. So let's get into it with the news. There's quite a bit today. First off, Ronald Jones had surgery. He had pins put in his fractured finger in his pinky. And then he was placed on the COVID reserve list. Now, Bruce Arian said that Leonard Fournette would be the primary back if Ronald Jones can't play. So on a scale from 1 to 10, how confident are you? would you guys be in starting Leonard Fournette against the Atlanta Falcons this week. Um, one through ten, I'd put a six. I think so. Leonard Fournette, I think when he's when he's the only guy there has has uh has done well. Um, he's I done all right. Little, yeah. Yeah, I, I would put it a little higher. The thing I don't trust is Bruce Arians because sure. he's like he'll be the main guy, and then suddenly. Fournette will be the main guy with like 12 carries and it's like okay that's not really the main guy plus I mean they signed Lamar Miller or no 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 sorry sorry no Keyshawn Vaughn came back Keyshawn Vaughn came back that's what it was okay I got those two mixed up so I mean six out of ten is not bad but yeah it's not great either yeah yeah what about you, Keone? One through ten, where are you saying with Leonard Fournette? I I was surprised uh Ian went a little bit or went that high because of his calling Bruce Arians um a bitch boy but you know, uh, I, I, uh, I don't know how much I can trust Bruce Arians in terms of what he says, because 
like he said, or like we've mentioned many times before, Ronald Jones should get 20 carries, has not proceeded to get 20 carries, I believe, since he said that. And again, like they have both, or they have the Le, Sean McCoy, LaShawn McCoy, Keyshawn Vaughn, and Leonard Fournette. So that's three backs where if Fournette, for some reason, doesn't do the right step in the right direction that Bruce Arians wants, maybe we don't know. We see so a lot of shady. The, he makes the one mistake. The fumble. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess I agree. It's just he, without Ronald Jones there, he is clearly the best back in that backfield. But I don't know if you can trust Bruce Arians. I think I'm gonna, I think I'm sitting right around where Ian is at, at a six. Like, yeah, you can trust him, but I'm not putting a lot of hope and faith into him. All right. In other news, the Raiders placed Henry Ruggs on the COVID reserve list. Few other people were placed on the COVID reserve list for the Ravens as well. Hollywood Brown, I think, is the most fantasy relevant. But they it did come out that Hollywood Brown, Marquise Hollywood Brown, did not test positive. He's just in close contact. So if he continues his test negative, he will be able to play this week. It just sucks he loses that practice time. Yeah. And he's one of the guys that needs it. Um, the in coming off the reserve, the COVID reserve list, quite a few people as well. The Texans activated David Johnson, Matt Breida was activated off the Dolphins, and DJ Moore. He was put on the COVID reserve list during their bye. He is now off, and Matt Rule says he will play Saturday. Chase Edmonds will be a game time decision. He missed practice on Wednesday with an ankle injury. I don't think you're starting him. I just think it boosts Kenyon Drake just a little bit more. But I think you were starting Kenyon Drake anyway, so I don't think that news is that relevant. Ezekiel Elliott missed practice on Wednesday, but he is expected to play. In the last three weeks, he's been running back 58, 20, and 33. Are you guys nervous about starting Zeke this week against the San Francisco 49ers? Oh God, yes. I Zeke has been way underperforming. He's been fumbling the ball. Um, it's a shame because it still is one of those guys where like you're gonna feel like an idiot if you don't start him. Yeah, and he does something. So like I a think, lot of people are grunting through it. Yeah, I think you had Ian. You had a great point on one of the podcasts where it was just you and Keone, and you said. We have to remember that Zeke had COVID at the beginning of the season. Yeah. That, like, he, he hasn't looked 100% all season long. And I think that might have something to do with it. And now he's banged up. He has other injuries. He just hasn't been 100%. And so he's on one of my teams where I'm in the playoffs right now. And I am, if I wouldn't have lost Antonio Gibson, I think. Oof. Ezekiel Elliott would be on my bench. Were you able to get Cam Akers off the waiver? I had Cam Akers already. Oh, hey, there it but, is. Okay. But that's my second running back. So, yeah. 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 Um, I still got to start someone else. Keone, how do you feel about Zeke? I think if 
he didn't like he wasn't really able to do very much against Cincinnati, and that's pretty telling since how Cincinnati's been playing without Joe Burrow and Joe Mixon, the two Joes. Um, I, I and I it doesn't get better versus San Francisco, so oh. I, I can't imagine he'll do much better. Versus yeah, a team that was, is better. So he was on the same track where he was limited all week in practice before the Bengals game, and then him and Pollard split time completely, and he's doing the same thing this week. So against a much better defense, like you just said. All right, Robert Woods. He did not practice on Wednesday, but it was more of a precaution. He is expected to play this week against the Jets. So go ahead and start him up. As of our recording this, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler, and Keenan Allen are all questionable for tonight's game against the Raiders. Tough, tough break for Yeah. Who do you guys expect these guys to play in the actual game, or which ones do you expect to play? I expect Allen and Eckler to play. Seeing as Williams got injured in the game on Sunday, and I think it was his back, which can be very iffy, and it's a short week, I wouldn't expect him to play as much, especially since they're not going to be playing pretty much for anything except to spite the Raiders. Um, and Which is a good reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. why not? It's a game. Yeah. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, but I think because Eckler and Allen seem more recent than that and maybe less so than a back injury yeah they're both like hamstring or leg injuries um i think they'll i think they'll play and if they do you should start them that was my next question do you start them and i i agree with everything you just said okay didn't mike williams get injured i think last year with his back every year or or essentially every year plus austin eckler and keenan allen i feel like have always been questionable like throughout their careers as well like they're just kind of a perennial state of getting hurt. Um, True, but here here's some fun stats I had. Okay, uh, if Eckler and Allen are out in the three games since week twelve, so the three games twelve, thirteen, fourteen, uh, since Eckler came back, Justin Herbert's thrown one hundred and forty nine passes. Sixty six of those passes went to either Allen or Eckler or 44.3% of all targets in those games, which is ridiculous for two people to have on the team. Like, absolutely 44.3% of all targets. That that includes throwaways. That includes everything. Just if he threw the ball 44% of the time, it was going to Allen or Eckler. That's crazy. Yeah, he loses them. You got to see Henry getting the boost in it. True. Or uh, Tyron Johnson, like we mentioned on Tuesday, because there's no other options. All right, Coach Kevin Stefanski is hopeful Austin Hooper will be back this week. He was held out uh, with a neck injury from Monday's game. He did practice on on Wednesday, though, so that's good news. They're at the New York Giants this week. Is... Hooper, a guy that you would be confident in streaming? Yes or no? Let's just. Um, with how Baker's been playing, I could see it. I could see you rolling the dice on it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm not super confident though, just because low end streamer. He is a low end streamer. Yeah. Okay. I mean, this last game that they played, they had what the whole game had nine rushing touchdowns and only like three passing touchdowns in a game that hit a hundred points or not a hundred points, like 90 yeah. points. Yeah. Hit like 90 points. So 89, I think was the actual number. So, I mean, they're like, mm, that is correct. It, yeah. It's, it's unlikely he catches a touchdown, but maybe he can get like five, six catches if Baker's continuing to pass like Baker's been able to pass lately. That sounds about right. That's what I was kind of thinking. I don't know okay. if it's necessarily going to be a like a breakout or a really, really good game for him, but I think it helps Baker Mayfield because it's just another uh, option to go to. Okay. And like I said in the in my article that I wrote, I'm sort of doubling down on Baker Mayfield this year or this week because I talked about him the very first week <laughs> of the season and it just took him a little bit to uh, to read it. So he's like, he got I gotta do confidence. this for my boy Keone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the NFL listens to us. True, I think so. And someone's uh, listening. Yeah, somebody out there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know if it's necessarily like good. Or I think it's better for Baker, and it not necessarily affect super. affect him as much. I okay. Guess. James Conner suffered a quad injury in their loss to the Bills. If he plays, are you guys playing him there at Cincinnati this week? He has not been running the ball well as of late, and he's been very banged up. But it's the Bengals. My my issue with this is you're going to ask me if I'm going to start Steelers, and I'm going to kind of say, like, start all Steelers, but then at yeah. some point somebody's going to do bad. Uh, they could very well be like, it is the Bengals. They could easily pass and get up on them real quickly. And then James Connors like, all right, let's, let's have this as a, a rest week. So you got 10 mm-hmm. carries and then Benny Snell gets the other 10. So uh, I don't think so. I think yeah. Away from it. Okay. Out of, out of all the Steelers, I think he has potentially arguably like the most potential to not hit against this against the Bengals because like you said he's been not necessarily been doing it pretty much on the on the ground yeah um and so I'm a little hesitant although their week technically does start tonight because they play Monday so like their practicing week I should say so it's a little hard to tell if he will play at this point but I think it's it's a little it's the riskiest of all the Steelers. I think Devonte Parker's status is up in the air this week. He suffered a hamstring strain against the Chiefs. They're they're at home against the Patriots. Is Parker a guy you start? And it's going to be Tua, so I think I'm staying away. No, Parker's uh, Parker's irrelevant with two in there. He yeah. just doesn't get the pat- ball from him. Okay. Unfortunately, that is the case. So, yeah. yeah, and depending, I think depending on uh, if Mike Gusecki plays, this is a really this potentially could be a really good week for Lynn Bowden, like we said. True. True. 
Matthew Stafford suffered a rib cartilage injury. Officially, the team is not optimistic he's going to be able to play, but they're not shutting the door on him quite yet. We talked about TJ Hawkinson and DeAndre Swift on Tuesday's podcast, so go back and listen to that if you want to hear our opinions on them. Matt Rule is not expecting Christian McCaffrey to play on Sunday. And I am sorry, Keone. You held on, or anyone really in your situation, you held on to him for this long and hoping he could get it done for you in the playoffs and not looking like it's going to happen. Maybe for your championship. You've either, yeah, you've either learned to get on without him Mm -hmm. or you've been haunted by his ghost this entire season. It, I'm kind of it, I'm kind of mad that James forever ago, like week like five, said that he was going to look for trading Christian McCaffrey. And we were kind of like, why would you trade him? Because yeah. he's supposed to come back week like 10. And he's like, oh, well, he's not doing it for me now. I got to get somebody doing it for me now. And then, well, like, I guess James, oh, was, James was right. James was right. How naive we were. Oh, my he's, God. Yeah. It it just sounds like what happened to Joe Mixon earlier this year too, where it's like, oh, maybe he could play. No, he's not playing. No, maybe he could play. No, he's not playing. And then I feel like next week they're going to be like, oh, he's just shut down for the season, like the last two weeks. Yeah. Because there's no point in him really playing mm-hmm. for the NFL team the rest of the season. So I don't, I don't know how they don't hold him out. All right. Antonio Gibson did not practice on Wednesday. Remember, he has that turf toe. The Washington football team signed Lamar Miller off the Bears practice squad. Intern Aaron got to be stoked because his dynasty stock is booming with Lamar Miller on the Washington football team. I don't even think he has him on his team anymore. Um, I think this means you can't start Gibson, essentially. Um, But McKissick is still worth a look. He's definitely a flex option in my opinion. You guys agree with me on that? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Although these all depend on if Smith the quarterback. Yes. I'm sorry. Alex Smith, if he's going to play or not. Yeah. Because if like if, if Alex Smith is playing, then yeah, McKissick is a definitely a viable option, especially if Gibson is also out, which it probably looks to be the case. So I I just we really we need to know if Alex Smith is playing. Yeah. He was a participant in practice on Wednesday, mm-hmm. but that's uh, he wasn't a full participant. Yeah, it seemed like he watched. Same thing yeah. with Gibson. They just yeah. watched. All right, Julio Jones did not practice on Wednesday. Julio's been another one where it's just I mean, I don't expect him to practice a lot during the week just because he's always banged up, but he's a vet and he's really good. So he doesn't need to practice at all throughout the whole week, but he's missed a couple games this season after doing that. And it's kind of left, left a sour taste in my mouth. But if he is there, you start him up. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm. Raheem Mostert didn't practice on Wednesday with an ankle injury, but Kyle Shanahan believes he should be go be good to go by the end of the week. They just wanted to be careful with him, so they held him out of practice. 
With Nick Mullins expected to start this week, do you guys have any confidence in playing Mostert at the Cowboys? Or Jeff Wilson, maybe? I'm I'm just getting mad at Kyle Shanahan because Jeff Wilson I don't believe is that good. And he's just eating into Raheem Mostert's touches. But I understand why. Mostert's been hurt all year. So yeah. Uh, I'm getting less confident. Um, luckily, the one team I had him on, Mostert, I'm not in the playoffs, so I don't really have to worry about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but Mostert still has that has that 80-yard potential. The explosion. It. Yes, it's just randomly he finds a little hole, and then he's got a touchdown. He's gone. He's so fast. Yeah, so it, it's weird. Nick Mullins is a turnover machine. So I don't know how well the offense will do. It, it's just a hard one. I don't have a lot of confidence in Mostert. Me neither. Yeah. Daniel Jones doesn't officially have a, have a designation for his injury on for this week, but he is dealing with a lower leg injury now as well as his hamstring injury. So uh, his status this week is probably doubtful. So, I mean, besides Wayne Gallman, don't start any Giants. I believe it just got updated for Daniel Jones to a, a oh, sprained okay. ankle. Okay. That was that's very recent, other, though. That's the other lower leg issue. Okay. Yeah. All right, Drew Brees. Oh, a couple guys were designated to come back from the IR. Drew Brees designated to come back. Julian Edelman, he returned to practice on Wednesday. He is not officially been uh, put on that 21-day list. Neither has Drew Brees, but they're expected back soon. Greg Olson, however, Seattle Seahawks tight end, he has been put on that 21-day list. So the team either has to activate him or cut him within the next 21 days. But I don't think – well, for Brees and Edelman, they're not back yet, so they're they're just wait. Olson, I don't think you're streaming. You're playing him at all. That'll do it for us for the news today. Let's move on to our start bench cut. All right, so I'm going to give you three guys. You guys tell me which one you want to start, which one you want to bench, and which one you want to cut. First up, Michael Thomas from the New Orleans Saints, Chris Godwin of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, or Cooper Cup from the Los Angeles Rams. Keone, let's hear from you first. Okay. So, like, much like in the game this is playing off of, it's, to a certain st- extent, it's a, like, 3-2-1. But, and, like, you have to force, or you're forced to cut somebody, even though yeah. it's like, why would you cut any of these guys? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just for the, it's like, the purposes of the, the game, that's yeah. how it goes, yeah. So, um, yes, don't actually cut any of these guys. No, no, yeah. These are all starters. Yeah, we'll let you know if there's an actual person to cut out of the yeah. options we show. So um, I'm gonna, out of those three, I think I'm going to start Cooper Cup just because they uh, go against the New York Jets. And yes. we've talked so much about how bad the Jets are. And in, I feel like they're going to potentially get up pretty early. So which is the only potential downside, but hopefully he gets enough of that like target share and yards and hopefully a touchdown or so in that first half or before they get too far up. 
and then they start have to or start uh, giving acres the ball to just finish it out and put the death nail in that coffin because i definitely can't see them not using acres yeah but i think cooper cup will get a good enough amount in the time that they'll be before they get too far ahead that he'll be um, a viable starter and then my next guy my bench guy is chris godwin because I know he's coming off a really bad week where he only, only had three targets and two catches. But like I said on Tuesday, I think this is going to be a bounce back game for him. And Atlanta is, I think, like the 30th ranked defense against the pass. So just pretty much just up there with the Jets. Yeah. And cut Michael Thomas. And cut Michael Thomas. See, that's what it's like. It sounds yeah. crazy, but because he's going against a matchup that's actually the number two defense against receivers, even though we've seen Kansas city can be vulnerable at times. Uh, and with, with Taysom Hill, uh, it's, you're never quite sure about his quarterback ability. So. Yeah, so, I'm right there with you. I agree with you 100% on all of it. Start Cooper cup, bench, Chris Godwin, cut Michael Thomas. Wow. Producer wow. Ian, you got something different? So when I researched this, I actually didn't have a designation for any of these guys because I was like, this is actually kind of a hard one because Cooper Cup, if you look at it, has been playing lately, the past four weeks, Cooper Cup's been playing the worst out of these three, but it's the Jets. Also, hot take. So hot, so hot. The Jets win this game this week. Just saying. (sighs) Hot take. I think this is a trap game. The Rams... I believe are a team that will uh, is kind of cocky and they'll get a little um, they'll assume that they're going to win this game and then they'll get caught. And I think golf will have a worse game. With that being said, very hot take. (laughs) Yeah. Do you think Adam Gates will allow it to happen? That's the other part. Adam Gase is trying to lose. Like, okay, but anyway, off topic. Yeah, yeah come on, sorry. Come on. sorry, sorry, sorry. Taysom Hill actually showed that when they're down and they have to pass, he was okay at it. He was 28 for 38, 291 yards, and two TDs last week, and they were down the whole game. So Michael Thomas got eight receptions and 84 yards. He just didn't get a touchdown. He hasn't scored a touchdown all year. That's the hard part. Kansas City can easily get up on this team and cause Taysom Hill to actually throw the ball, which means Michael Thomas is a favorite target of his still. It's just before they weren't passing. Godwin, last four games, he's been top 24 three of the past four. He's averaging like 13.6 points per game. He was wide receiver 24, 17, 22, and then 81 this last week. But this last week he was dealing with the broken finger. It may be better healed now. He's going against Atlanta, which is a terrible team. The Bucks are fifth in the NFC right now, so they need to win to get in the playoffs. We might see Tom Brady actually kind of having to throw it up and, you know what, go aggressive. They get ahead, they're going to keep going ahead. But then Coop is, Cooper Cup is going against the Jets. And Sean McVay is, known, is not afraid to be like, I'll drop 50 on you, I will keep going. I'm not afraid to, like, I won't slow down. So this is a very hard one. Come on, let's hear it. <sighs> oh my Decide God. now. Do it. Don't think. Just do. 
start bench cut? Do or do not. There is no try. <laughs> mm. Start Cooper Cup because it's the Ooh. Jets. Bench Michael Thomas cut Godwin. All right. Let's move on to our next one. Eric Ebron, tight end for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Hunter Henry, tight end for the Los Angeles Chargers. Or Rob Gronkowski, tight end for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Who wants to start us off with this one? Can we just eliminate the tight end position and just We can. Let, yeah, yeah, flex? let's let's just push through. Let's just push through the tight ends then. Yeah, I agree. Tight ends suck. I'm going to start Rob Gronkowski. At Atlanta, I think he has the best chance of scoring a touchdown. Hunter Henry playing Thursday night against a division opponent, the Raiders. Uh, it could be a shootout, but I and, and there's so many people missing from that game. Like if Keenan Allen doesn't play, if Austin Eckler doesn't play, then it, you have to start Hunter Henry. Yeah, he's the third but, favorite target. Yeah, but if – if both of those guys play, I think I bench Hunter Henry, start Rob Gronkowski, and cut Eric Ebron. I I agree with that. I agree that if they all if they stay, you can you can start Gronk just because he's more likely to get a touchdown. Yep. Eric Ebron has very been very consistent as of late, but he's consistent tight end two numbers. He's like. Mm. 14 he's like tied in 14 every week and it's like eh, that's not gonna win you anything that's like yeah five and a half six points so i agree with you gronk is td dependent but he's going against atlanta he could he could get a td so yeah that's 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 a valid point because i i initially had uh ebron as my starter because of how like because he gets a lot of targets and i did say uh gronk was touchdown dependent but I also didn't take into fact, like into account how many people are injured on the chargers, but this makes me conflicted because the Thursday night rule. So also yeah. how many, how many players on the, uh, on the Raiders defense Raiders. are out because of COVID four or five. Yeah. Five. Yeah. Almost half their starters so, are out because of COVID. So yeah, I'd have to put it between either Henry or Gronkowski. So yeah. I yeah. Think that's answer. <laughs> depending on who who plays in that game. All right, let's move on to the next one. Keone, I'm coming to you first for this one. You already know. David <laughs> Montgomery, Chicago Bears, Miles Sander from the Philadelphia Eagles, or Wayne Gallman from the New York Giants, all running backs. Keone, start, all right. bench, cut. So I'll, I guess I'll leave my uh, start for – I'll do the other two first. Okay. And these Because these two I actually had like – sort of a confliction with, but then I, I, I looked deep into myself, deep into my soul coming out December 25th <laughs> and <laughs> got to get that Disney money, man. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, I know he had not a bad, or he had a bad week, but I don't think it was his fault. It was all that bitch Jason Garrett's fault and I don't blame Wayne Gallman for not getting in the end zone and being vultured just his carcass was feasted on by Dion Lewis so because of that I'm saying to cut Miles Sanders yeah 
and also screw you ryan no i love you um, <laughs> <laughs> has his best week of the season and i'm cutting him yeah that's what i was gonna say he just had his best week of the season but the arizona cardinals did stymie the giants running attack in this past game yeah so that's i'm imagining that might happen again and we don't know how much of the Jalen Hurts effects is going to keep into going to keep happening in a second game. So we'll have yet to see, but I also couldn't cut Wayne Gallman. So, and that obviously <laughs> I makes knew you couldn't cut Wayne. Gallman. That obviously makes Montgomery my starter because yeah. he has been consistent the past few weeks. He gets the job done and that team is vibing right now, even though they might not necessarily win, they do score a lot of points and they're just they he gets it done. I am not Keone, so I do agree start David Montgomery. He's going to be my starter, but I'm going to cut Wayne Gallman. And it's nothing against Wayne Gallman, but I don't trust anyone on this Giants team with especially without Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is not good, but he's better than anything else that they have he can dump the ball down he can they have to actually respect the run and kind of respect the pass whenever daniel jones is in daniel jones is not in everyone can crowd that line of scrimmage um can i just insert with a really quick fun fact okay when colt mccoy played wayne gallman got his most rushing yards of the season 135 that's because he had to (laughs) because they no one respected the pass because they couldn't pass but they're going against Cleveland. Cleveland's not playing too bad. No, I know. Uh, okay, let me go okay, into mine because yeah, yeah, I have some see. I have some Cleveland truther here. Well, they're not good on defense. Facts. They're only good at getting turnovers. But with the Giants, we expect turnovers, so it's okay. They're 20th in passing yards. They're 16th in rushing yards. They're 23rd in rushing TDs allowed, and they're 25th in passing TDs allowed. The thing that's saving them is their seventh in turnovers mm-hmm. with 20. They're tied. Uh, so they have 20 turnovers, and then the number one team is the Steelers with 25. So that's what they do the best. Everything else, they're not actually good on defense. Montgomery's my starter. Gallman is my bench, and Miles Sanders is an easy cut for me. Like Gallman before this past week, since week seven, he was top 16 every week until this last one. And he just didn't score because Deion Lewis vultured him just to spike Keone and make Keone lose. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Cleveland got butchered on the run this past game. So, yeah, that's what I was going to say is a lot of it came against the Ravens. So. Lamar had a couple of touchdowns on the ground and yeah, but I mean, it all makes sense. It's, it's, it's good points. So let's move on next. Brashad Perriman from the New York Jets, Alan Lazard from the Green Bay Packers and Michael Pittman Jr. From the Indianapolis Colts, all wide receivers start bench cut. What do you guys got? For me on this one, it's, it's tough. Um, Michael Pittman had those two good games, and then he's he's not had great games after that. Alan Lazard is has been – it just seems like he's on a snap count, and he's not doing 
what he needs to be doing. And Brashard Perryman's on the Jets. So, like, that's – it's all yeah. hard things to be Yeah, I think unlike the first few, these are guys that you probably aren't starting anywhere. You probably want to cut a couple of them, if not all of them. But someone might have to make this tough decision. So, so for me, just based on based on who's around them, I think I think I'm starting Lazard because Aaron Rodgers right now is is like the MVP. He has I think like 40 touchdowns. Um, if it's not 40, it's very close to 40. Um, he's most likely like with the quarterback that they have they're more likely to be catching a touchdown pass. It's just, you know, you the quarterback has to throw touchdown passes in order to catch one. So Lazard is most likely to catch one. Um, it's not great, but they are going against Carolina, so that helps. And then I think I got to go Pittman as bench um, just because I – ah, this is hard. Okay, I'll, I'll jump in here. Yeah. I go, oh, I don't want to start any of them. I think I start Pittman because, well, I don't want to start any of them. So he probably has the best chance at catching multiple passes. I don't think any of the, any of these guys have a high chance at scoring a touchdown, maybe Lazard because he's on the Packers. But Alan Lazard has been banged up all year. I told you guys to play him last week, and he did nothing. MVS scored. MVS caught all the passes. I don't believe in Lazard, so I'm going to cut Alan Lazard, bench Brashad Perriman, and start Michael Pittman. Fair. Fair. I completely understand. County? Yeah, ho- hopefully you're not – in a position to where you have to play any of them. Yeah. Um, Cause they're all like flex at best, but because they're, because and I've said this many, many times, if it's, he's not one of the two jets players that I'm playing in Crowder or Robinson. So Perriman, you're out, you're cut. Sweeney Todd um, in the basement pie with you. And Michael Pittman. I, I think he is going to be like the wide receiver for that team moving forward in the future. So like we said, dynasty, like if you can get him, have him, like he'll be good, especially I think probably when rivers is gone, which will be the next year or two. I can only imagine. Um, But Hilton has taken that wide receiver spot back. Yeah. And so that leaves Lazard, who has yeah the MVP quarterback besides um, Mahomes, Doctor Mahomes. So, all right, yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes it all makes sense. Those are not those, that was that's not a fun one to do. <laughs> Let's move on. Another not so fun one because it's quarterbacks, and so Ben Roethlisberger from the Pittsburgh Steelers, Kirk Cousins from the Minnesota Vikings, or Matt Ryan from the Atlanta Falcons. Okay. I can go first on this one. Okay. Um, I'll go in the middle first. 
I think Kirk Cousins, his his uh his window is sort of gone now. Uh, I think after him after that game against Tampa Bay, a lot of his sacks or his hits in that game seemed due to coverage. So nobody was really getting open, it seemed. And uh, I think Ben Roethlisberger has a much, much better matchup in the Cincinnati Bengals, as we've said. And I think the Steelers, I don't know if they will play mad, but they should be playing mad because they're, you know, they had the top, they were undefeated and now they've lost two games. Washington, I can understand, but then this past game, it's like, okay, what's, what's going on now? Um, so, and then Matt Ryan, he has not, he's been a little bit of a disappointment this season, but a lot of it, a lot of it comes down to, I think Julio not playing. So it might, Julio might not play again. So that just pretty much leaves Ridley. And then he doesn't really have a backfield anymore. So yeah. So cut Matt Ryan is what you're saying. Yes. Cut Matt Ryan bench Kirk cousins to pass his time and his matchups are tough now and uh, start Ben Roethlisberger. I I agree with that. Going against the Bengals, I don't see how you don't start Ben Roethlisberger. Matt Ryan, like you said, has been a huge disappointment. They're going against Tampa Bay this week, who has been a pretty good defense. Huge. And whether Julio's there or not, we don't know. But if Julio's not there, Matt Ryan is not a great quarterback. So he can't really get it done. He might throw a couple touchdowns to Calvin Ridley, and it'll help Ridley, but it it won't be good a good fantasy day for Matt Ryan. On the season, Matt Ryan is the QB sixteen, Kirk Cousins is the QB twelve, and Ben Roethlisberger is the QB eleven. So I'm just gonna place them in that order: start Ben Roethlisberger, bench Kirk Cousins, cut Matt Ryan. Exactly what Keone said. I full agree over here too because it's just it's the best matchup for Big Ben so that's what you got to go with all right let's move on to the next one then Alvin Kamara from the New Orleans Saints Josh Jacobs from the Las Vegas Raiders or James Robinson from the Jacksonville Jaguars start bench cut man this one's a little tough for me too AK going against the Chiefs. Like like you said, if they're down, they need Alvin Kamara in there. Taysom Hill can't just run over everyone. He has to throw the ball. Alvin Kamara is a great receiving back. And he can do it on the ground as well. Like, he can be a three-down back. He just... Not that Latavius Murray will come out or won't play or do anything, but... Alvin Kamara has shown me that he's clearly the guy there. Josh Jacobs, on the other hand, they play Thursday night against the Chargers. I'm kind of worried that the Chargers get up on the Raiders and the Raiders have to throw to get into this game, to stay in this game. So I'm a little worried, nervous about Josh Jacobs. 
He was banged up two weeks ago, didn't play. Then he was questionable for this last week. He did end up playing, kind of trolled everyone, but that's all right. Um, All fun in the game. And then you have James Robinson, who has just been a monster this season. But they're going against the Ravens, which is a pretty good matchup. I'm going to start Alvin Kamara bench James Robinson and cut Josh Jacobs. Just talked myself into that too. So, I uh let's I have sort of I have kind of the same thing. I haven't been really high on Josh Jacobs this entire season. I think he's had he started with a pretty good few games, especially like his first game was like he had a he did like a few touchdowns, yeah. Two touchdowns, yeah. And then since then, it's, it's, he's been living off the hype of that, even though he's had good games in between there. But comparatively, Alvin Kamara and James Robinson have been pretty solid all season. And I think it took a few games for Alvin Kamara and Taysom Hill to kind of click in the way that you'd think Alvin Kamara, like in terms of his production and how he should be producing. It took a few games to get there, but I think now they're – pretty much at that point, not necessarily Drew Brees Camara connections, but I think it's enough to where it's like, okay, I'm comfortable with him again. And I don't really have to worry about Camara playing in a game. And for your same reason that you're worried about Josh Jacobs, about them getting behind in the game, I'm a little worried about James Robinson getting behind against the Ravens. Yeah. Cause if they play the way they did on, like they did on Monday night, then the Ravens are going to be going to do very well against Jacksonville and Minshew mania. <laughs> but that's, um, that's, I'm going to think they're going to have to pass. So, however, given that, I think I'm the same with you. I'm going to start Alvin Kamara, bench James Robinson, just because I like James Robinson more than I do Josh Jacobs. So I am cutting Josh Jacobs and it's a Thursday night. So it's like, mm, I'm going to yeah. follow my rule. Yeah. Through this, throughout the season, uh, James Robinson has been way more consistent than Josh Jacobs. So that's why I would bench him. That's why I would bench him. He's just been too consistent. Well, the, I, I, well I know. It, it just sounded Alvin Kamara. I know. I know. Alvin, uh, I, I agree. James Robinson, by the way, has only had two weeks outside the top 24, and he was RB31 in week one and then RB29 in week five. Um, so he's doing amazing, especially for undrafted free agent rookie. Like he's yeah, amazingly consistent, especially on a team that's one in 12. So I'm actually not worried about James Robinson if they go, if they get down big, not getting his because his team has been down big. I feel like most of the games this season, he still gets it, but I mean, it's still AK. So I think we're all in agreement. AK start James Robinson, uh, sit. And then Jacobs is just out of there. Cause I mean, it's possible. He doesn't even play tonight. All right, let's move on. Then Brandon cooks, the Houston Texans wide receiver, Jarvis Landry, the Cleveland wide receiver, or Tyler Boyd, Cincinnati wide receiver? Mm, um, I got to go with Landry as my starter. 
yeah, I gotta go with Lane Jacobs. I'm sorry. He's, I mean, all of them aren't. I would say all of them aren't doing great, but Landry's had the best past couple weeks because he had those two pretty like good games uh, two weeks ago. Uh, and this last week, he could have really seen his day be better if he caught one of the touchdowns. Um, but Tyler Boyd is has no offense around him, so he's not getting anything done. Brandon Cooks has just been meh, which is surprising because he is supposed to be that number one guy. Um, so if we're going final, I got to go with Landry Stark, Cooks, Bench, Boyd, Cut. I agree with that. It's like, especially for this week, Jarvis Landry, he's been getting it done. Like he's been the guy, the go-to guy through the air for Baker the last few weeks. And I know there's been a couple guys that have gotten into the end zone. So it's not always Jarvis, but he's getting targets. So I think I got to start Jarvis. Like you said, sit Brandon cooks and cut Tyler Boyd. Exactly what you said. Yeah. Well, I guess let's make it the hat trick then. Because, yeah, Brandon Cooks, Indy is a tough matchup. And Houston has, well, it's more them on the defense. It's been bad. But, yeah, Houston's still really tough matchup. One of the best defenses in the league. Tyler Boyd, unfortunately, play, plays for the Bengals right now. And uh, and then, True, yeah, Land- yeah. yeah, Landry is just their that team is playing for something and Baker Mayfield is, is playing better than he has without Odell Beckham. So, Hey, Stefanski hot take. It's a hot take. Hot take. Hot take. So hot. I got you. Thank you. So hot. Hot take Stefanski trade Odell Beckham in the off season. Baker Mayfield plays better without him. He does. I yeah, wow. that's true. So yeah, Landry Star Cook's bench. And then yeah. Cut cut Boyd. All right, that'll do it for the start bench cut for us. Let's move on to some fan questions, some stuff that you guys sent into us up first. Question Derek Carr. Who do I start? Derek Carr versus the Los Angeles Chargers or Ryan Tannehill versus the Detroit Lions? This this is a good question. This is hard because uh, Derek Carr, it's that Thursday night game where everything might be weird. Um, but Ryan Tannehill definitely takes a backseat when um, uh, Derek Santa Claus Henry comes out for December. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah, like Getting we said, closer this week, and closer. Yeah, Derrick Henry had 26 rushes, and Ryan Tannehill threw 24 passes. So, um, it, this is a very hard one. Um, I think just, oof. I think I got to go Derek Carr on this, and I'm not, and I'm not excited about it. Let's be real. Um, but it, it is just the fact that Derek Carr could very well throw 35 passes and do something where all Ryan Tannehill is probably going to be game managing the game. Handing the ball off. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty much exactly what I have. This is this is really a great matchup for Ryan Tannehill going against the Detroit Lions, 
Jeffrey Okuda, the number three overall pick. He had surgery. He's done for the season. That's uh, the Lions cornerback. So this is a great matchup for Tannehill, but it's even better for Derrick Henry, like you were saying. So I think the offense is going to completely run through him. But just three weeks ago, Derek Carr let us down against the Falcons. We thought that was an easy gimme for him, and it wasn't. He he just really let me down, let Ian down, I know that, let everyone down. But then he comes, he plays the Jets, he's the QB1. And then the week after that, QB5. But in both of, against the Colts, sorry. In both of those games, he was they were down. They were losing and he had to throw the ball to come back. So I I it's it's going to be another 3 for 3 because of what you guys said. Although, because of going off your point, JJ, I think I'm picking Carr because I'd rather have a boomer bust in this situation than a known game manager. Yeah. So I'd rather take that chance at him having a 300-yard game with multiple touchdowns than um, Tannehill's 250-yard game with, with one to two touchdowns because he's going to let Derrick Henry just steamroll him. That's a, yeah, that's a really good point. And I, I mean, this is the playoffs. You have to play to win. This isn't, I mean, there's no way around it. So I guess really look at your team. If your team is super boomer bust everywhere else, maybe you might want to start Ryan Tannehill. Don't listen yeah. to us. Start Ryan Tannehill because he's guaranteed, yeah, 200 yards and a touchdown or so, you know, somewhere right around there. Two touchdowns, maybe. But Same Derek with Derrick Carr, Henry. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Derek Carr is very boomer bust, like Keone just said. So if you have those, you know, level guys, Jarvis Landry, who's going to catch some passes, but not really do much other than that, take that shot on Derek Carr. Yeah. Plus, I mean, like we said, mentioned a little earlier, uh, the Raiders defense is very injured. Uh, so it's probably going to be a little easier for Justin Herbert to score, meaning it should could be a shootout for Derek Carr. Yep. All right, let's move on to the next one. Kareem Hunt at the New York Giants or T.Y. Hilton against the Houston Texans. Keone, you want to start us off on this one? Sure. And uh, you might want to get ready with a, a soundbite, Ian. I'll let you decide which one after I say it. But oh my God. the only things that should be flaky – are a nice, pe- a nice pe- piece of puff pastry or a head and shoulders tester. And so I don't want to be a flaky person. Because I talked about T.Y. Hilton this week, I'm going to have to go with T.Y. Hilton. <sighs> okay. Boring joke. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. I, I let you decide the fate, and that was the one you chose, so I respect it. Um. <laughs> But yeah, that's why, I mean, Kareem Hunt had a really, really, really good game um, against Baltimore this past Monday night. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, yeah, that's why they have both those running backs in the game. But then again, it was arguably, people are saying, one of the best games of the year. I don't necessarily know if that's going to happen again against um, the Giants. And T.Y. Hilton is about as hot as you can be right now. Yes. So... Man, plus I, I talked about him, and Houston is garbage. 
against receivers and just against in general right now. I so. yeah, I agree with you. I go T. Y. Hilton too. Um since Nick Chubb has returned, so before this Ravens game, the the previous four games before that, Kareem Hunt was the running back 13, 29, 34, and 32. Meanwhile, T.Y. Hilton has just been going off, scoring every single week, it seems like, if not multiple times a week. It's the hot hand. This is the playoffs. you got to ride the hot hand. Plus, T.Y. Hilton is uh, Houston's daddy. So, uh, that's what I got to say. I mean, You did say that on the last... Yeah, yeah. I mean, Derrick Henry is like the NFL's father, but uh, T.Y. has a little subsection. It's just Houston. Um, Man gets like almost 100 yards a game against Houston. That's his like career average. So, I got to go with T.Y. too. And he torched him last time they played. Yeah, he got over 100 yards. Yeah. Yeah, which was only two weeks ago. All right. Let's move on to our next question here. Is Jarvis Landry a top 24 wide receiver against the Giants this week? I think he can be a top 24 wide receiver. He's, like I said, like we said earlier, he's been a target machine. The last three weeks, he got 11 targets, 10 targets, 9 targets, and he's gotten in the end zone twice in those three games. But I don't know if it's something you can count on him getting in the end zone. They like throwing the ball all over, whether it's Higgins or Donovan Peoples-Jones getting in the end zone. It could be a different person each week. Those two touchdowns were Jarvis Landry Landry's only touchdowns of the season so far. So I don't think that's something you can count on. And I don't know if eight receptions for – 60 yards is going to land you in the top 24. He's definitely a flex play, but top 24 might be pushing it for me. I, I was kind of putting him at like wide receiver 24, like 25. So, I mean, when he has the touchdown, he's wide receiver, he was wide receiver three that week. And then the next week with the touchdown, he was wide receiver 15. When he had no touchdown, he was back down to wide receiver 41. So he it's not like he's kind of what Julio Jones, where Julio Jones doesn't ever score for some reason, and then he still has 150 yards and like 10 catches. So it's like, oh, he still was solid game, still like 20-point game right there. If, if Jarvis doesn't score, it's it's unlikely that he's top 24. So I'm leaning towards no on this one. He's not a top 24. I'm going to go a bit of a hot take on this one. So hot. So hot. I think Richard Higgins is going to have a better game than Jarvis Landry. So hot. So hot. That is a hot take. I, I don't know if it's that hot. Honestly, because I, in I don't the have past, a meh hot one. Sorry. <laughs> in the past two games, Rashard Higgins has caught in six passes each, and he's gone for 95 yards and a touchdown and 68 yards and a touchdown. So Baker Mayfield is throwing him the ball. And it's a stat that kind of surprised me because it sort of RKO came out of nowhere. Like T.Y. Hilton earlier this year. <laughs> and so 
I, I, it's not that Landry isn't going to do well and he could very well be a top 24 wide receiver, but court, similar to you guys, it's something that I kind of have to like convince myself of in a, to a certain extent. Like I have to kind of give that positive affirmation to be like, Oh yeah, it's going to, he's going to do, he's going to do it. And then, and then I think in order for him to do that, but I think Richard Higgins definitely has a potential to out outscore him this week. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, he's outscored him the past two weeks that I've see that I've checked so so far. But yeah, Higgins is get seems to be the one that gets into the end zone and on a more consistent basis. So that's why I don't think it's that hot. But it, it's I'll, it's a it's a take. <laughs> It's lukewarm. I'll, I'll try it's to find warm. a lukewarm. So lukewarm. So lukewarm. <laughs> all right. So I think we all agree Jarvis is right around 24, but we would have to do some convincing to mm. get him inside the top 24. All right, let's move on. Cooper Cup versus the New York Jets or Deontay Johnson at the Cincinnati Bengals. Both terrible defenses. Both decent wide receivers. Deontay Johnson, though, has been dropping passes. And I don't know. I'm like going to Cooper getting Cup paid here. to drop. It's like Literally. he's getting paid to drop the ball. Um, I, I think the difference between these two is uh, in for the Rams, it's Robert Woods or Cooper Cup. Um, Meanwhile, for the Steelers, it's Juju Smith-Schuster, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, um, even Eric Ebron a little bit. Like They're both going against very terrible teams, but Cooper Cup is – would you say Cooper Cup is number two or number one or like 1A to 1B? Meanwhile, Deontay Johnson is technically the number two, number three possibly on that team. I he looked like he was the number one, at least um, in target percentage-wise at the beginning of the season. But it's really between all – well, it's really between him and Juju, who's the number one. But Deontay's yeah. dropping all these passes. He hasn't been playing great as of late, while Juju's just been consistent. Yeah, to be fair, I guess Johnson has been getting a, a lot of um, a lot of uh, targets. targets. I'm sorry, yeah. I forget the words. <laughs> I, I gotta I gotta agree. I think it's Cooper Cup on this one. Cooper it's Cooper Cup and Robert Woods are like the one two punch. Meanwhile, I think yeah. like Deontay Johnson is just somebody that they're using. Whenever. Can I bring up or Keone, let let's go let's go to Keone first. What do you what do you think, Keone? All right. So it's I'm gonna piggyback sort of off my own point from earlier, talking about like the two halves of that of that Rams Jets game, where I think Cooper Cup is gonna have potentially a great like if he's going to have a great like game, it's probably going to happen mostly in the first half because they're going to let Cam Akers just take it away. Whereas Deontay Johnson, even if he's not doing as well right now with in terms of dropping the ball, he's going to be involved in pretty much the entirety of that game. I'm gonna I'm gonna imagine because even even when it gets late, um, it's, uh, Snell and Connor are not going to be they're not as involved and dynamic as Cam Akers and the Rams running game. So they're going to be passing the ball a decent amount. And Ben gets Ben Roethlisberger gets that ball out fast. 
like less than yeah. two and a half seconds. Has so, to. yeah, yeah, it's true, but it worked. It like it's you know you adapt and overcome. Yeah. But so life they, uh, finds a way. <laughs> yeah, that you got me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly why what I was going to bring up, Keone. That's why I wanted to go to you first to see if you brought it up. The Rams could completely turn to the running game very yeah. early in this game, and yeah. so. But I just think that Cooper Cup is the better wide receiver. He, uh, I'm I'm going Cooper Cooper Cup. I, I also wanted to be like the dissenting opinion. Yeah, contrarian. I, I, we, uh, yeah, fair. I mean, I was kind of in yeah. the middle and just picking one. So. Yeah. I, both of them are starters this week, right? Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. You're yeah. starting both of them. If you don't have to choose between them, start both of them. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Our next question is Jonathan Taylor a must start this week versus Houston? And I think so. Against the Texans just two weeks ago, he had 135 total yards, three receptions, and he got into the end zone, finished the week as the running back three. This Texans defense is not good. The entire Colts offense could – well, not the entire Colts offense, but T.Y. Hilton I expect to go off. Jonathan Taylor I expect to go off, which probably means Phillip Rivers will have a pretty decent day. Um, yeah, like I, we've mentioned it before where that, uh, that offense being a little unpredictable can be scary for fantasy production. However, I think – that one of Philip Rivers' 89 children had listens to this podcast and pulled on his daddy's bolo tie because, and, and told him like, hey, this, uh, this Ian fella, he, he mentioned Jonathan Taylor. Talk, talk to your boy Frank Reich and get him more involved in the, in the, in the offense. And they since then, like, me. yeah. So shout out to one of Philip Rivers' yeah. children. That's, for, that's uh, a drop that we need is a shout out. Shout out. Shout um, out. I also think that if you put him on your bench and he does, he goes off, you, you'd be, you'd hate yourself. So. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's definitely a must start this week. He's running back 13, three and two the last three weeks. So yeah. it's easy. You ride the high hand too. Yep. Start up Jonathan Taylor. All right, let's move on then. The Steelers DST against the Bengals or the Rams DST against the Jets. So, this is a fan question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have both these defenses. <laughs> I must. I guess. I'm just curious as how you got both of these defenses, and I'm why you're know. actually having both. <laughs> I didn't make it up, dude. This is this is a real question. <laughs> I swear. Hey, I mean- in in right. one of my leagues, I have Indianapolis and Miami, so it's it's possible to get two like defenses where you're like, why? But yeah. maybe everyone was drafting two defenses, and so they were like, hey, I'm just gonna get two good defenses. It's a two defense league. <laughs> it's a, First pick. And, and yeah. You're sitting the Steelers and the Rams. What's who's your third defense? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Uh intern Aaron says that he wants to use one as a flex. And I kind of I kind of like that idea. Um so the issue is like the Rams, I think, have 
have gotten a defensive touchdown or a special teams touchdown the past like three games in a row. But I but the Bengals, who the Steelers go against, have been like the worst offense since um, Joe Burrow went out. I don't think they've scored more than like 17 points, and that was one game. Uh, so this is a really hard one. The Steelers get a, a lot of sacks. Um, they lead the league in sacks. The Rams kind of shut down everything. <sighs> hard one. Hard. Um, at this point, it's just who you think is going to score a touchdown. And I, I might go Rams. Uh, I don't. Yeah. I go Rams just because the Steelers defense is is really banged up. They're missing Devin Bush. They have been for about half the season now, I know, but that's a that was a huge part. I personally saw fell off fall off after his injury. And then you lost um Bud Dupree two weeks ago, who is a great pass rusher, really puts heat on the quarterback. That's another huge loss. Joe Hayden in concussion protocol. He'll probably play this week, but still, it's it's a lot. Going 11-0 really took a toll on that defense, and the Rams' defense is playing incredible right now. So I would go with the Rams. Okay. It seems I'll be the uh, dissenting opinion again. So it's not that – I think, because I, I sort of agree with you guys that the Rams is, are playing better, but do you know how bad the Cincinnati Bengals are? How bad are they? Thank you, JJ. <laughs> they allowed the Dallas Cowboys to do incredibly well against them. <laughs> like, they made the Dallas Cowboys seem like a legitimate team. So, anything is possible against the Cincinnati Bengals. They gave the Red Rocket one of his best games. He was playing in front of his wife. His very you mean the Red Rifle? The Red Rifle, whatever. Uh, it's called the Red Rocket. <laughs> well, maybe with his wife later that night, based on how, based on how he played in that game. Uh, <laughs> so anything is possible against them. And... I know this, yeah, like you said, the Steelers are banked up, but they're much better than the Cowboys. So if the Cowboys can do it, then yeah. All right. That's why I'm I'm not bad at it. I mean, the Steelers get sacks, and the Bengals' offensive line um, is technically there, but I don't don't think they're. They are out on the field. (laughs) They show up every week. I think they're just there to snapped. They're just there to prevent the uh, illegal formation. Penalty yeah, that's what I was going to say. Just hopefully they get in the way a little bit. So it's it either is a fine pick, but like JJ said, the Steelers are hurt and the Rams have been scoring touchdowns. Yeah. So. All right. That'll do it for us over here today at the Fantasy Daydreamers. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please like and subscribe wherever you guys get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out. Tell a friend. Stick with us because we're here giving you guys advice, just having fun. 
clearly, as you can tell from the last five minutes of this podcast, talk about red rockets and whatnot. So stay tuned. Keep listening. Thank you guys for listening this far. Stay dreaming. Stay dreaming. Dreaming. Swing!